We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The following content is brought to you by Eric Smith, Mr. Fister, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. Hey everybody, it's Bill, and we've got some Nintendo news to talk about. We've actually got a lot of Nintendo news to talk about, so we better get started right away. If you did not know, this is Nintendo Switchcraft episode 590. Can you believe that we've done this that many times? And by the end of the month, it's possible we could be to 600, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to do math, and I don't feel like doing math right now. Let's get started and talk about, um, we've got uh, Animal Animal Crossing switches are in stock in places. Um, Microsoft wants Master Chief to join Smash. We have the deep dive for Alex and Steve. That's right, Alex and Steve, not Steve and Alex. Uh, There's pre-orders, well not pre-orders up, but uh, there's page listings for the Mario and Peach Amiibo. I want to talk a little bit about Mario 35, uh, those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. Now I know that there's a lot of people out there, myself included, who saw the Animal Crossing themed Nintendo Switch. And they said, that thing looks fantastic, right? Like people looked at this and they said, oh man, I want one of those. It has the um, the seafoam green and the sky blue Joy-Cons and then the dock itself is uh, like this weird tan color with water along the bottom and uh, a little island with uh, Nook and his kids there. And it looks fantastic. It's the special edition. And it is available on Amazon right now. And uh, it, it is in stock, which is really strange. Because this thing, like it was a special edition a while back when Animal Crossing first came out. Or actually, if I remember correctly, before Animal Crossing first came out. So... Uh, it's very interesting that it has suddenly come back. It, it's it's funny. Um, I I found that they that Best Buy had those in stock online, and I knew that my daughter was looking for uh, for these for a, 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 any full Switch, not a Switch Lite. She didn't want a Switch Lite because she wanted to be able to play Mario Party with her friends, um, but any Nintendo Switch at all. And she'd been looking and looking and looking and unable to find them. And then I saw that these were available at Best Buy, so I texted it to her. And she she says, oh, my God, I found one. Uh, I'm buying it. And I was like, oh, cool, where'd you find it? She goes, two hours away. So she ended up driving uh, for two hours uh, to uh, down to Elmira, New York, um, two hours from where she lives, uh, to go uh, pick up her... Nintendo Switch, and then she gets in the car and she, and I didn't know which Switch she got, uh, but she gets in the car and then texts me a picture of it, and I was like, oh, you got the Animal Crossing one. I'm actually jealous of that thing uh, because it looks really, really cool. 
Anyway, uh, so now we are now a, a five switch family uh, for my family. And, um, you know, a couple days later, we got her on the uh, the family plan and she's got a uh, she, she she picked up Animal Crossing and Mario Party and she's been she's been having fun ever since. Uh, but you, too, can get your hands on the Animal Crossing themed switch. It's in stock on Amazon. If you follow the link in my show notes, which you can find over at runjumpstomp.com, this is episode 590, then um, that directly supports the show. And it, it, the thing looks awesome, so I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, so there you go. There's that. Uh, let's move on. And I want to talk about this tweet from, well, it's in it's in French, and... I don't really speak French, but I can surmise what they're saying. Uh, so Nano 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 Ned Games, I pro no Neoned Games. I said that wrong. Uh, they tweeted at Xbox France and Minecraft, and they said, "A quand la Master Chief dans Super Smash Bros." And obviously, my my accent is awful, but I said, I, "I'm assuming that says, hey." When are we getting Master Chief in Smash Brothers? And then Xbox France replied, uh, basically, we'll show up when we get an invitation. Now, I would assume that this means that Master Chief is on his way. Like, we've got Fighters Pack 2. So far, we've had two characters unveiled for Fighters Pack 2. We've had... Um, Min Min from ARMS and um, Alex and Steve, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, from Minecraft. And those are two characters that have been unveiled for Fighters Pack 2. And we've got quite a few more characters to unveil as time goes on. And I feel like Xbox would not have replied to this if something wasn't already in the works. I told you last episode um vaxer just vaxer in chat just translated it for me it said he's it, it means he's still waiting for his invitation which means my my translation's close enough so i told you last episode that the discussions between nintendo and uh moyang started more than 5 years ago to bring uh, Minecraft Steve into a Smash Brothers game. Five years ago, those discussions happened, and now it's finally almost a reality. Obviously, we have to wait for the development to finish. I don't see Xbox tweeting this out if they aren't already in some kind of discussions. Um, I think that that's kind of foolhardy, and would make a lot of people upset if it doesn't happen. That being said, we have not heard anything from Sakurai, so who knows what's going to happen. Now, we were talking about this before I started recording the show. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, I'm laughing at, at the live chat. Um, Joel Mead 24 in the live chat said, Bill, translates, Bill translates it into New York English. Hey, buddy! When the hell are we getting Master Chief? I've been waiting for Master Chief longer than I've been waiting for this taxi cab. That's that's if you're from New York and you're offended 
by my um, improvisational accent. Um, that was really me uh, imitating that frog from Glove and Boots. So send them your angry emails. Uh, Glove and Boots at uh, bill.com. Uh, anyway, I've lost my, my train of thought thanks to Joel Mead. Uh, anyway, um, Master Chief, coming to Smash Brothers. You heard it here first. You didn't really hear it first. Uh, maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it's not. But, uh, you know, don't don't put all of your expectations on Nintendo. We haven't heard from Sakurai yet. I guess that's where I was going. Now, speaking of Smash Brothers, let's go ahead and uh, talk about Steve and Alex. Uh, Mr. Sakurai sat down for 40-something minutes and he talked about all of the, the the ways that they made Steve and Alex from Minecraft work with Smash Brothers, and I I pulled out a few things from from the the PR release or from the press release uh, to just to talk about. I'm certainly not going to go into the detail that Mr. Sakurai did. If you want that kind of detail, go watch Mr. Sakurai's video. It was really cool. I cannot believe how much detail went into making this character. Um, you can mine, you can craft, you can break blocks. Uh, that you can create blocks. It, it's it's so crazy how they were able to make this character fit into Smash Brothers, a game which doesn't have any of that stuff. So let's talk about what is in the press release. It says, um, like in Minecraft, players can hold down the attack button and walk while repeatedly swinging a sword, axe, or pickaxe. These attacks have a short range, but a wide reach. These tools can also be used for abilities new to the Smash Brothers franchise, Minecraft and Create Block. There was a comma between mine and craft there. So rather than hitting a button and having an attack go off, Steve has the ability to to hold down their attack button and just kind of spam to keep people at bay, uh, which I think is very, very interesting. Now, he has, they, they mentioned tools. There's tools like the, um, the, the fishing pole. That's how you're going to grab people. So you cast out a fishing pole and pull them towards you. Um, you obviously have the sword, because we just mentioned it. You have the shovel. You have the pickaxe. Um, you have you have all of these tools from Minecraft. And the character uses the appropriate one at the appropriate time, which is very, very cool. Let's talk about mining. When battling, Steve and Alex can use their tools to dig into the ground or walls of each stage in order to extract materials. The materials found will be dirt, wood, stone, iron, gold, and diamond. And you'll have a little uh, meter down uh, near like where it says your percentage on your character. There's a little meter down there that explain, or that, that tells you how much of these things you have. And the way that it reads out is basically like a proportion. So if you've got a lot, if you're like, you have an inventory, you can't look at your inventory, but that means you have a limited amount of stuff that you can carry. And so... If you are carrying half of your inventory is filled with wood, then half of that little line will be uh, wood blocks. If it's 25% uh, iron, then 25% uh, 
of your inventory will be filled with iron. And if you go over and you start mining up, I don't know, we'll say dirt, then that will start to replace the iron as you go. Um, and so when you're mining, you get these things out of the ground and it depends on the surface that you're standing on. So if you are digging into a tree, then you're going to get wood. If you're digging into, let's say, one of the spaceships on the Corneria stage, then you're going to get iron. And then you can use that stuff in order to craft. So after mining, players can then craft using the materials that they've collected. Steve and Alex's tools have limited durability and can break, like in Minecraft and like in Breath of the Wild. So by standing in front of a crafting table, which will appear on the stage... Uh, players can then use materials to craft these tools. The more valuable the material, the more powerful the tool. And the game automatically selects the most powerful material you have when you are creating um, tools. And it, and it selects the weakest uh, material that you have when you're creating blocks. Let's talk about creating blocks in a second. Uh, but first, I want to talk about the... Um, the, the crafting block. So when you have a crafting table in Minecraft, you have to walk up to that crafting table in order to make almost anything in the game. And in Smash Brothers, in order to make a sword or a pickaxe or any tool that you need, you have to stand in front of the the block. So somebody might say, or not the block, the, the crafting table. So somebody might say, well, then my strategy is to deny you the, the area... Uh, in order to uh, like make it so that you can't get to the crafting table to craft the sword, the pickaxe, or whatever it is that you need to craft. But if Steve or Alex blocks and then presses the B button while they're blocked, the crafting table will teleport to you, and then you can craft really, really quickly. Uh, I think that that's a brilliant move on the, the designer's part. Uh, let's move on to creating a block. So like I said a minute ago, when you are uh, creating a block, it's always going to use your weakest stuff first. Um, Steve and Alex can't jump very high, but what they can do is create blocks for them to jump in, uh, or I'm sorry, jump on. So you can actually create platforms for your character to walk around on. Uh, they slowly deteriorate over time, and you can also attack them in order to deteriorate them as well. Uh, let me tell you what they said in the press release. Another move that Steve and Alex can use is create block. By activating this ability, players will uh, create a block. These blocks can be stacked and strategically placed, placed as defensive maneuvers. Sakurai showed off um, like knocking somebody off the stage with like a minecart or something and then building a wall so that they can't get back onto the stage, which is really, really cool. That that would be... I feel like Steve is going to be a very high skill character and very frustrating to play against um uh, so players will have to continue to mine in order to uh maintain their material supply because it uses up uh the stuff that you have in your inventory uh, the inventory management seems to be the the high skill ceiling kind of thing uh in this game uh or i'm sorry in with this character it seems like it's going to be incredibly high skill ceiling which i want to play is i want to try them out but I know, I just know that I'm going to be awful at it. So I don't think that I'm going to be using Steve. And I don't know that I'm going to buy the fighters pack. But 
you know what they'll do. I mean, we all know what they'll do. They're going to find a character that I feel like I have to play with. And this is going to happen to everybody. Like right now, there's probably other people out there like me who are like, Min Min's pretty cool, but I'm not really in that, that interested. Oh, Steve and Alex are pretty cool, but that's not really a character that I see myself using. I'm going to wait. And then I'm sure that there's people who are only going to care about Minecraft, Steve and Alex. They don't care about Min Min or the other characters that are coming to Fighters Pass, but they're going to find a character for everybody. There's going to be a character that speaks to everybody in this Fighters Pass. I guarantee it. And that's why everybody's going to end up buying the damn thing anyway. Um, the the final smash, uh, which is one that oh everybody always cares about the final smash. Uh, Steve and Alex explosive final spa- smash is called House of Boom. After destroying a smash ball, players will summon a giant piston, which sends opponents flying into the House of Boom. From there, the iconic creepers from Minecraft will set off an explosion, dealing massive damage. Uh, speaking of like creepers and stuff like that, uh, there was a whole bunch of costumes that you can get that are Minecraft related uh, for your uh, for the me fighters. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them. Again, you can check out uh, Mr. Sakurai's video if you want to know more. I will say that one of those not related to Minecraft, but that a lot of people were excited for Bomberman. You can now dress up a uh, Mii Fighter as Bomberman, and it looks really, really cool. Um, I kind of wish that Bomberman was a character on its own instead of being a Mii Fighter, but I understand Nintendo's strategy here. Uh, They can add in another iconic video video game character without having to invent a new move set. The the whole thing about the, um, the Mii Fighters, just a brilliant, brilliant move as far as selling DLC, uh, being able to keep creating new characters without having to, uh, balance the, uh, you know, rebalance the game around them. Anyway, I'm curious what you all think about, uh, the move set for Steve and Alex. So let me know. I'm at run, jump, stomp. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, real quick, before we get back to the show, I have a quick Patreon update that I want everybody to know about because this could save you money if you're a patron, okay? Uh, Patreon just sent out the ability for people to allow patrons to sign up for annual billing at a discounted rate. So, for the rest of October... All right, so for the rest of October, I've set it up so that if you sign up for an annual membership 
instead of just the month to month, you'll get two months free. All right. So for the rest of October, two months free. After that, I'm going to bring it down to uh, one month free instead. All right. So if you are inter- if you're already a patron and you want to continue to support by signing up through patreon.com slash runjumpstomp and you want to do it through an annual membership instead of the month-to-month membership, you get two months off. And uh, after after October, it's going to go down to one month. So that's just letting everybody know about that. Okay, let's get started or let's get back to the actual Nintendo news. Um, there are these two Amiibo that are coming out. There's Cat Mario. I, I never know if it's Cat Mario or Mario Cat, so I got to click on it and wait till it loads. It's Cat Mario. Uh, so we've got Cat Mario and Cat Peach, and they look really cool. Uh, they actually look kind almost fuzzy, uh, but those two things are now um, not quite available yet for pre-order. There are links in the show notes that will take you to um, this on Amazon. It's currently unavailable, There's but there's a button there that you can click uh, that will say, email me when you uh, have access to this for Cat Mario and Cat Peach. I'm not really interested in these. Uh, I'm kind of done with Amiibo. I say that, and then they're going to come out with something that I'm like, oh, that's a cool Amiibo. I got to buy that. Speaking of Mario, I want to talk a little bit about Mario 35. Um, Yesterday, we were just kind of having a conversation in our Discord, which you can find a link to the Discord uh, by going to runjumpstomp.com. We were having a conversation in the Discord about... um, about Mario 35. And I played a bunch of Mario 35 yesterday. That game's really cool. I still find it ridiculous that Nintendo has said that they're going to remove access to this when we get to the end of the fiscal year. It just seems crazy to me that they're going to do that. I I, I don't believe them. I think that they're, they're full of beans. I don't think that that's actually going to happen. Um... But Mario 35 is actually really, really fun. Now, the best that I've done so far is third place. I got third place yesterday. Uh, I think I got third place the day before as well. But third place yesterday, it was a very hard-fought battle. And I ended up getting myself killed. And actually, I feel like that's what's happened every time is I've missed time to jump. And it's not been because of some enemy that's been thrown at me. It's just me falling into... like. A hole in the ground instead of uh, some enemy. But I, I came up with a couple of strategies that I think were helping me get lots and lots of time. I started attacking the people who had the most coins because those are the people who tend to be really, really good at the game. And because I was attacking them, then they would attack me. And because they're attacking me, that means that they were sending tons and tons of uh, enemies my way, which meant that I got to kill those enemies. And here's something that I didn't realize. If you stomp on an enemy and then you, you bounce off of that enemy and you're in the air and you come down and you land on another enemy, the amount of time that you gain by doing that is a lot more than if you had landed on the ground and then jumped and stomp on that again, or if you had used a fireball. So while the fireball is obviously really good, 
because it can save your butt when you get into trouble. I find the best strategy is to build up a lot of time by stomping on the enemies, especially if you have a lot of them coming at you. You can do like that that continual bounce over and over and over and get lots and lots of points. And know where all of the coins are. Go after the coins all of the time because if you've got lots of coins, any time that you make a mistake or you take some damage, you can press, I got to look at my controller, the X button. You can press the X button and you can get that power up right then. Uh, and don't spend them unless you unless you know. Well, generally, I won't spend them unless I know that there's not going to be a power up for a little while. Um, I will play a little more risky. As long as I'm not small. If I'm small Mario, I always push that button. I don't care what. Because the worst thing that could happen with that is it gives me a mushroom. And then the next power up would then give me a flower. So I'm all set. Um but if I'm big Mario, I might just risk it for a little while to try and get to a flower so that I have those those um, those those pow blocks or stars or uh, you know all of those coins in reserve to use later. Uh, I think that this game is awesome, and I've had such a blast with it. I don't know that I'd call it a battle royale though. It just doesn't feel like a battle royale to me. Um, it just seems like uh, Mario, I don't know, on acid or something. It's a, it's an absolutely crazy game, and it is going to be a shame when it goes away. Now, this game inspired me to talk about the idea of getting uh, a Zelda Battle Royale based on 8-bit Zelda where, you know, you get one, one link on every screen, and if you kill... Uh, another player you get their stuff and you know the last link wins i think that that would be amazing but it got me thinking what would be another non-traditional uh battle royale style 8-bit game that you guys would like to see and i think that that would make a really good mailbag topic so i'm going to tweet that out after i finish recording this segment Follow me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. You can just go to RunJumpStomp.com to find links to all of that stuff. And uh, let me know what you guys think. What, what kind of ideas can we come up with for Nintendo? All right, the next two stories are going to have to be quick. Uh, the next three stories, uh, I mean, not not two stories. Uh, number one, there is a little tiny wireless controller from PDP, and it looks really cool and adorable. It's got two joysticks. It's got a 40-hour rechargeable battery. It's got a range of 30 feet. Does not look comfortable, though. It very much reminds me of those weird... I don't know, oval candy bar shaped uh, controllers that came out for the Wii where you would plug them into the bottom of a Wii remote. Uh, But that's what this reminds me of uh, about 40 hour battery life. And, uh, you know, the the reason that you would buy this thing is because it fits in a backpack pretty easily without taking up a whole lot of room because it doesn't have the wings for your hands. But... Not having the wings for your hands uh, seems like it might be uncomfortable. And I don't know how I feel about that D-pad. The D-pad doesn't look like it's very good. But then again, 
Like my favorite D-pad is the Joy-Con D-pad. I know everybody hates when I say that, but I think the Joy-Con D-pad is a wonderful D-pad. Um, Sega is having a sale right now. Uh, just wanted to let people know about that. Uh, so you can pick up Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games for 40 bucks, down from 60 Um and then Puyo Puyo Tetris is 15 down from 30 That game is awesome. If you've not played Puyo Puyo Tetris, you are missing out on a wonderful game. And then uh, Sega Genesis Classics is 15 bucks down from 30 I just wanted to let everybody know about that. This uh, sale is going until uh, 9 o'clock tonight. Actually, I think that uh, it might be over by the time some of you hear it, unless you are a patron and get early access to these video, um, uh, podcasts, uh, then you probably have missed out on that. And for that, I apologize. I didn't realize when the sale ended when I started recording. The last thing that I want to tell people about, it's not anything uh, newsworthy, really, but it is just the funniest thing. Colonel Sandwich on Twitter uh, tweeted out this hilarious uh, animated GIF of what looks to be like a game called Joy-Con Drift. And it's basically a racing game where you play as a Joy-Con and you drift around corners. Now, I don't know if this is a real game or not, but it looks awesome. And <laughs> I just find it to be hilarious. If this is real, then it needs to be on the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo needs to have a sense of humor about it and uh, get this on the Nintendo Switch as fast as possible. Uh, I guess the game comes from Victory Heat Rally, and it must be... Oh, my goodness. It's So it's a skin. So you play the game, and it has all of these different cars and stuff that you can drive as, and I guess one of them <laughs> one of them is a Joy-Con. That's, that's just too too hilarious. And I just wanted to share, if, if, if you do nothing else... When listening to the show, go to the show notes, runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 590, and click on the the animated GIF so you can see the hilarity of this Joy-Con drift thing because it's it's absolutely hilarious. All right, let's wrap up the show. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. I want to thank all of our patrons who have gone over to runjumpstomp.com and followed that over to our Patreon. I appreciate you guys. And let's do a quick shout-out to our producers, Matt Hadfield, John Eisenmanger, uh, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Josephine, and Mario in the streets. Wario. Oh, my goodness. That's a, I'm not saying that. I'm out of here. I guess you guys have a great day. Stay awesome. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.